Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a new radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state, riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Today, I am so excited to have Joel Reiser from Hot Glass here. Thanks for being here, Joel. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so just to get started, can you give us a bit of of an introduction to Hot Glass? What all goes on there? Well, Hot Glass started in 2014 um, through a lot of donations. Uh, You know, I was teaching high school art at that time uh, at Moline High School and coaching football and... uh, um, so I, I decided to get out of football and, and go back into glass. And uh, a friend of mine, Mark Fowler, had a shop down in Rock Island, and, and uh, we were working together down there. And, and uh, at the time, um, Moline had a, a grant called Lights On for Learning, and it was an enrichment grant for at-risk kids. And so mm-hmm. uh, we took some kids down to Rock Island and, and, and tried some glass classes with them. And so that program kind of went aside, and in 2014, uh, we decided to try to uh, start our own shop, modeled it after a uh, real famous uh, artist, uh, Dale Chihuly, from out in Seattle. Uh, he started a program called um, Hot, I'm, I'm sorry, called um, Hilltop Artists, and it's been very successful, um, so I modeled Hot Glass after that. Uh, Fortunately, um, we had tons of volunteers and donations to get started. And in 2014, uh, that's when it started. And in 2018, we moved to a a new spot across the hall. We went from about 1,000 square feet to 4,000 square feet. And we got another whole group of volunteers to help with that. People like the local 25 plumbers union donated all the plumbing, Uh, you know, uh, electric doctor donated all the electrical. Um, just amazing. It's on our website. You see all the volunteers. And without those people, I mean, my teacher's salary wouldn't have uh, been able to afford over $400,000 worth of equipment and work. So um, we're pretty fortunate. Yeah, sounds like it. And so now you have the studio where obviously you're making blowing glasses and you have classes and then also the shop, right? Right. So our main focus is at-risk kids and veterans. Uh, we bring them in in groups of six, split them up into two teams. My son Logan and I run the, run the organization um, and put them in groups of three and have them work together to achieve uh, their project. And it's a great team-building activity. Um, and at the end, you get a big high five, you know, or a, right now an air high five because <laughs> of COVID. But uh, you get a big high five and, and a lot of satisfaction from making something really cool out of something very hot. Very cool. So 
You said you were an art teacher before. Is glass blowing something you've always been interested? Where did you get those skills? Well, I started glass in college. I went to Eastern Oregon University in La Grande, Oregon, and and studied when I really started studying clay there. But when the pottery teacher, who was also the glass teacher, saw that I was pretty good on the wheel, he says, "Man, you should go down the other end of the hall and try it in the, in the glass shop on a blowpipe." Mm-hmm. So boom, I just fell in love with it and. You know, there's, it's, and clay is fun, clay is satisfying, but glass is where it's at. Glass is immediate, <laughs> you know, and the color mm-hmm. is immediate. And you don't have to wait for weeks before you fire it and glaze it and see what it's going to turn out like. I mean, you, there's no other thing like glass. Yeah, and it's a very impressive, beautiful process, even for someone who has no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, not a lot of people, you know, get to do it. And so mm-hmm. the other part of the answer to the question about what we do at the shop is we invite the public in to do classes as mm-hmm. well. And so, you know, like I said, not a lot of people get a chance to do this. They might have seen it, you know, they but they don't get their chance to really work with the pipe and and, and that. And so we do a lot of, you know, make your own classes. Right now, um, my son does a lot of the seasonal classes with the public, and he's doing a design-your-own-snowman class. Cute. And our website has just been blowing up. People love that idea, and uh, mm-hmm. we just finished with the pumpkins. I mean, we did hundreds of people come in and make their own pumpkin. And something about pumpkins that people like, and that's fine <laughs> with the us. They're perfect centerpiece. Yeah, Great. yeah, and they're they're fun to make, and they're really cool to make, you know. But uh, so so we offer you know an opportunity for the public. So not only uh, you know we're a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that reaches the at-risk kids and veterans, but we also serve the public in a way that we give them something that no one else has given them around here. I mean, there's a chance to do glass and. Um, you know, experience something. Yeah, definitely a unique opportunity. Um, and I'm sure it's a real, much longer, complicated process, but can you kind of streamline how do you go about making a glass well, piece? Well, some things are very quick. Mm-hmm. And, and people, like, they sign up for the pumpkin class, and it's over in 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> and they go, wow, that was fast. <laughs> well, you have to work hot. You have to mm-hmm. work fast because it cools down. Right. So so the basic process is we have a furnace there, which was, uh, you know, the funds were raised by community members to build to buy this forty five thousand dollar gas furnace that's on twenty four seven. It's in twenty one hundred degrees inside. It holds four hundred pounds of glass. So just opening that, we always take people, have them stand in front of it and open it up and everybody backs up and says, whoa, my gosh, you know, how Mm -hmm. do you stand this? Well, you get used to it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was always in college. That was the first thing the instructor did was open up the door. And if people backed up, they usually dropped the next day. And the people that moved forward, they were the (laughs) ones that wanted to take the class. So, but uh, it all starts with the furnace. Uh, We put the blowpipe, we heat up the end of the blowpipe. We get in and we take a gather. A gather, it's almost like gathering honey on a, on a wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. And, and so you get that gather of glass and you take it over to a steel table called the marver and roll it and shape it. And that cools it and makes it uh, symmetrical. And then we pop a bubble. And that's kind of a magic trick. You know, uh, mm-hmm. what happens to air when it heats up? It expands. So we blow some air into the blowpipe and we put our thumb over the end and hold it real tight. And when that air heats up, it goes out the other end, and it makes a bubble in that glass. 
And people gotcha. are always just so very amazed. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it's like magic, you know. And it's, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then, you, you know, you continue to gather, you know, and you continue to add different colors. And there are so many ways to add color. And that, it just takes you from the beginner's class to the advanced level with what do you know how to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and what kind of results can you get from those techniques? And that kind of drives what you make. You know, as the more techniques that you know, the better your projects are going to be. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it, some of, I, I do some things that I have four or five hours in it before I even make the piece. Wow. Yeah. So it's very labor intensive to do high end pieces, mm-hmm. but it's very satisfying. <laughs> You I know, bet. I mean, because I do so many little simple things with people as beginners. Mm-hmm. So when I want to make something really nice, then I can take my time. You know, I retired from teaching now, so I have all day. I mean, I can go over there and, <laughs> you know, spend that five, six uh-huh. hours prepping. So what are those really big, really nice pieces? Are they faces? Or are they? Well, it kind of depends. Anything? You know, the technique kind of uh, determines what shapes you're going to make. Okay. I mean, there's right now I'm working with a lot of what's called marini. Marini are a a cane, which is a, a rod of glass that has a design in it that after it's made into a real long rod that might be three or four feet, we take it to a wet saw and we cut it up into like little chips, like, like pickles. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. And then we lay those out on a ceramic shelf and heat those up and create like a sheet of glass out of them. And then we roll that up on a bubble or on a, on a collar and we make that into our design. So it's, gotcha. it could be, and then, then we add, sometimes we add cane, which are rods of glass, which would make a line of color. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm doing a lot of things where I do both. I do cane. And I manipulate. Then I do marini over the top. So then now you have real a real depth perception where you you mm-hmm. see the cane and then you see the marini and you see through it. And then the other cool thing about glass is the reflection and the and the cast shadow when you shine light on it. And then you look at the table, the light, the you know the color or the wall, right? You know mm-hmm. the colors on there. So so you know. It's it's fun to do those real high end pieces. People don't buy them as often, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, like we do the the Santas and we do the pumpkins and we do all kinds of different stuff. That you know, right now I'm doing some pieces that are kind of Christmas uh, oriented. So like sculptures that look like a Santa, uh, but it's not really a real Santa. It's a stylized Santa. Gotcha. I even did one of a of a of an elf. And I did one of the Grinch with a Santa Fun. hat on. So, I mean, it isn't the Grinch, but you'll see it and you'll go, oh, the Grinch, <laughs> you know. Fun. So um, we do a lot of, uh, I mean, there's so many things you can make, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the really, the big thing, though, is, is working with the veterans and the kids. And, and we do, sure. we have them make paperweights at first. To learn how to use color and some of the tools, and we do a blown vessel with them. And I mean, we've got some people, especially some veterans, that they want to come in every week and, and keep working, you mm-hmm. know. And, and so it's, it's nice. Addicting. Yeah, it is. It's like you know, uh, once you you know get a little taste of the crack, man, it's it's there. And that's what happened to my son. My son, I, I turned him on the glass, and when he was in high school, mm-hmm. and ever since, you know, and he went to Drake and got a you know, oh, business too. degree and all this <laughs> stuff, you know, and but he's blown glass. 
you know, and I've known a lot of people that were real, you know, serious about medicine or something, and then they hit the glass shop, and now they're glass artists. <laughs> very cool. So, you know, it is, it's addicting, but it's very satisfying. Gotcha. Um, so you've obviously said your, you know, your biggest passion here is serving veterans and at-risk kids. In what way are you working with those communities? Well, we work with the Quad City Vet Center. We work with uh, Vet Outreach Center. Uh, we work with local schools. We work with uh, the Boys and Girls Club. We work with Youth Hope, Project mm-hmm. Renewal, um, you know, uh, Vera French, uh, you know, just tons of different. I mean, if they call us up and say, hey, you know, we got some kids that you could use a, a lift, you know, then we work with them. And, uh, uh, you know, I... I think uh, what we're doing is meaningful, and a lot of people, you know, get a lot of good out of it, and uh, uh, so it's nice. And, and and that's why, you know, we have uh, the the support. We have grants that pay for these classes through, like, the Iowa Arts Council, Quad City Arts Dollars, Amy Helpenstell Foundation at the community, quad, the at the Quad City Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Junior Board of Rock Island. We have just tons of private donors and stuff like that. And and so we, we get support from all those folks to fund these classes that we give for free. And then on top of that, you know, people come in to us and want donations to help support their nonprofit or their fundraiser. And we get, you know, we get a lot of uh, – request just put it that way and uh-huh. we donate a lot of stuff to a lot of good causes very cool so it's just kind of a cycle of giving and it receiving yeah. and helping yeah, my, my grandmother always said you only have what you give away so and, and there's no way that i would have or that we would have started this organization without a lot of help from others so you know i'm there because of others so i'll be glad to help others love it so for those <laughs> kids and for those veterans what is it about the art of glass blowing that creates such a positive experience and an impact. Yeah, well, the, the teamwork, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the kids are, are pretty good at the teamwork. Sometimes they're a little shy, you know, but the veterans, they already know about all that teamwork stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're all about helping each other. You know, glass is different because glass, it's not like, okay, you go to the Vincent Paint Van Gogh, the Vincent Van Gogh painting thing or whatever, those little painting sessions. Uh-huh. You don't give your friend the brush and say, hey, paint my tree in for me. You do it yourself. But in glass, you need other people to make the piece. And so it's all about communication. It's all about helping each other. And at the end, you get a real satisfaction from seeing what each other has made. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and saying, man, that was cool. And because it, it's hot, you're sweating, it's time sensitive, you know, it's cooling and, and it's heating up and you have to keep it turning to stay on center. There's pressure. And so mm-hmm. the idea is, hey, the, this guy who's that piece is, that's called the gaffer if you're sitting there and it's your piece. And the other two are assistants. The assistants are are really intense because they want to help make sure that that gaffer's piece is good, mm-hmm. and so there's 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 pressure, and so it kind of shows people how to work together under pressure, but then have some fun at it and you know and uh, and and get a lot of satisfaction. Yeah, and that accomplishment of 
taking something home, or maybe once it's cooled, taking it home. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. It has to cool overnight. We have an oven. It's kind of like a kiln, and, it, and it's called annealing, and that mm. takes the stress out of the glass so it doesn't break. So uh, it, you have to cool it overnight. But like we were talking about clay earlier, that beats the heck out of waiting a week for it to dry and then fire it and another week to fire it and, you know, for sure. and all that. And, uh, and glass is like the next day you open up the, the oven and it's like Christmas, you know, and that, uh-huh. that will never get old for me. I mean, I, I go in the next day and I open that up and went, man, okay, this turned out good. Uh-huh. You know, but you're, you're, own, you're, you're your own worst critic. You know, you're mm-hmm. al- there's always something that's wrong with that. You know, and so, you mm-hmm. know, what's your favorite piece or whatever is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to you know? ask you, do you well, have a favorite yeah. style of piece? Well, the, my, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I work a lot with Marini and Kane. And you can see my work on our website and mm-hmm. uh, – hotglassart.org, and uh, um, you'll see my style. Uh, it, I, I like to, uh, I mean, I, I work in a style that probably the best glassblower in the world, the most famous glassblower in the world, Lino Tagliapietra. He's a little five-foot-six Italian guy from Murano, Italy, that's probably the best ever. He's, he's been blown since he's 13, and he's like oh, wow. 85. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's he's perfected it. Yeah, so he's called the maestro, you know, and he's he's a he's very good. And uh so you know, I don't copy him, but I sure have been influenced by him. I, there's no mm-hmm. way I could copy him. He's so good and he has such a team. If you ever get online and watch videos of him, he has a team of four or five people that help him with each piece. Mm-hmm. And you know, being 85, 86 years old, I mean, he can't lift the pieces. Some of his pieces are four or five foot high, and oh so, my gosh. and they're very heavy. It's very heavy, very strenuous imagine, work. Yeah, yeah. So you have to have somebody that can really, you know, move some hot stuff around. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. So your art is also kind of displayed all over the Quad Cities in restaurants, hotels, other public places. Mm-hmm. Where can people spot some of it? Well, I think our first big uh, commission was with Ken Crokin from uh, Genesis West. And uh, it was they were redoing, uh, adding on to the, the uh, hospital there. And we got to do 100 of these platters that are mounted on the elevator shaft by the uh, parking garage that's in it's either, I think, Genesis West. Yeah, it's Genesis East, I think. And, uh, but that was a great, uh, you know, commission. And, you know, just to make at least, well, it took probably 120 to get 100 good ones. <laughs> and where do you store them all? And, oh, yeah. You know, because they're, they're probably 18 to 24 inches in diameter. And you can't just put lay those around, you know. So luckily mm-hmm. at our shop, we have a lot of good storage, thanks to John Lilliquist and, and Davenport Printing. But uh, so that was a great commission. And then the other one that was really neat was uh, the current hotel. Uh, Amy and Amrit Gill, they own the mm-hmm. Blackhawk and the current. Um, they approached us, said, hey, you know, we want your art in our hotel. And I said, well, that's great. We want to do these commissions. We did some lighting, and we did this other uh, piece by their elevators. And then they said, but we want something in every room. And I went, wow, that's a lot of pieces. And they said, well, yeah, but we don't want your work. We want the kids and the veterans. So every room at that hotel has a piece by one of our students. And awesome. when they sell that, 
they send us a check, but then I get to call up John from the Vietnam War and say, hey, John, guess what? You, you sold the piece. Come get your money. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of neat. You know, yeah, kids, that's very cool. You get kids that want to come in and make stuff and put it in the hotel, and sometimes they sell it, sometimes they don't. But that's the way life is, you know, with the yeah. art. So so the guests staying in the hotel room can see something and go, wow, that's beautiful. I want to take it home oh, and yeah. purchase it right there. Yep, yep. Very and, then, cool. and then we get a lot of visits from those guests at our shop, which is only three blocks away from there. And then they sell our mm-hmm. pumpkins on their tables in the dining room and the other seasonal things that, you know, we sell them there too. And we've sold awesome. a lot at a lot of uh, restaurants and stuff. Uh, that just support, they don't even take a cut. They just support the nonprofit. So they're, uh, you know, but in turn, they're getting some pretty neat decorations. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things. But uh, we've done some things at uh, Trinity Hospital and, and Scott Community College. And, and it's neat to do uh, the, and the real big chandelier at uh, Crawford Brewery. Yes, uh, that's I've seen that one. Neat. Yeah. That was the biggest chandelier that we made. We we kind of, you know, that's kind of a style that Dale Chihuly started. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're not trying to take his business. But, you know, Crawford, they helped don't, uh, do all the work at our shop. And they asked us if we could make them once. We said, yeah, we can make you one, you know. So that isn't one of our main fundraisers. <laughs> but we, we'll do a chandelier here and there. And, and I've done some other creative lighting for people. And we've done some other... I know my son did a, a really neat installation at Raw, uh, the bar down in Davenport, oh, yeah. the big wall piece up there. So it's Very a lot cool. of fun, you know, when people call you up and say, can you do this? Can you? And then you got to think about, okay, how are we going to do it? Mm-hmm. So it's a good challenge. Very cool. Get those creative energies flowing. Right. Awesome. So just to wrap up here, you said you're working on those snowmen in the shop right now. What else is, what's coming up for Hot Glass? Well, I'm sure that, you know, my son Logan is really good at uh, at, at thinking up these seasonal things. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was pumpkins, it was sunflowers in the summer and then pumpkins and then now the snowmen. And then I'm sure there'll be something for Valentine's Day. Uh, continue working with uh, the vets and the kids. I mean, it's h- tough getting them in there right now. Um, yeah. Uh, we are trying to do everything we can to be responsible when they're there like, by wearing masks and, and so forth. And, and we work with small groups, so, you know, we're not having, like, a ton of people in there. So, gotcha. um, yeah, we're staying busy, that's for sure. <laughs> we're, you know, and, and I tell you, it's it's not a cheap endeavor to have a glass shop. I mean, that, that furnace yeah. stays on 24-7, and if you're not it's making money, yeah, it's it, our, you know, the wheels turn fast. But, uh like I said, the community has just responded very positively, and uh, we're fortunate. Awesome. And we're very fortunate to have you here. It's such a unique experience in our destination. All right, Joel, to wrap things up, we're going to do it the way we always do here on the QC Current. We're going to ask you some rapid-fire questions about your favorite <laughs> things to do and see okay. in the Quad Cities. So you ready? Yes. All right. Favorite spot for dinner? My house. My wife, Allison, is <laughs> a great cook. <laughs> but, you know, I love pizza and you know, but uh, I don't know if I have it. My uh, favorite pizza is probably Harris. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Um, favorite local cup of coffee? Ooh, I don't drink coffee. but uh, Tea? Yeah, I drink tea. And we go down to, uh, oh, the one down on River Drive in Moline. Um, Milltown? Yeah, Milltown. That's we go there one. every once in a while. Sure, so that's good. Awesome. Favorite place to grab a dessert or sweet treat? Oh, man. Lago Marcino's, maybe? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, a good one. Place. 
Um, do you have a favorite Quad Cities brewery? Uh, don't drink, but ah. uh, yeah. So. <laughs> well, Crawford's got your chandelier. Yeah, so. there we go. That's my favorite brewery. <laughs> there you go. Um, favorite way to spend a free Saturday afternoon in the Quad oh, Cities? Oh, man, blowing glass. But <laughs> other than that, I, my wife and I walk together every morning, and, mm-hmm. and so I love to exercise and, and do that type of thing. And I love to work in my yard. I love to do landscaping and so forth. So, um, gotcha. so I, 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 if I'm not blowing, you know, I, I tell you, if I don't make something every day, I'm not real happy. <laughs> so I, I got to make. I mean, that's just part of me. Got I'm it. always thinking about that. And um, I get up in the morning. I go to bed. If I, if I have to get up in the middle of the night, and I can't go back to sleep because I start thinking about the piece I'm going to do. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, it's a, I guess it's a curse, but I love doing mm-hmm. it. So it's my passion. Love it. All right. Finally, what's one thing every visitor to the Quad Cities must do? Oh, I think they should come to Hot Glass. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, you get to see a lot of things you, you don't see in other places, and you get to see a lot of things that not everybody gets to see. So mm-hmm. a lot of unique opportunities there, and we appreciate everybody that's coming in to help us. All right. Sounds good. And thank good. you for having us on the show. Yes, thank you so much, Joel. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.